really didn't have any money and we literally moved I think 10 times in like 8 years. This, this, this is the House Flipping HQ Podcast. Now let's get flipping with your host Justin Williams. Hey guys, what's going on? I hope you've all had an amazing week. Oh my goodness, can you believe it? Christmas is one week away. Holy coming only. It has come so fast. Um, anyway, it's been an awesome week. Tara has been gone for the last few days. She, Her sister flew her to Utah to go to a, a Christmas concert with the, um, the uh, oh, it used to be called the Mormon Tabernacle Choir. They changed the name to the Tabernacle Choir. Anyway. Uh, something they they changed the name <laughs> so uh but she she loves that choir and her sister flew her up and she's hanging out with her family so I've been all alone with the kids this week and it has been awesome but I tell you what not having my partner in crime here um let's say the house is a little messier than usual the kids <laughs> don't aren't 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 looking quite as amazing as they usually are and uh, I'm a little backed up so it feels good Kids are off to school, everything's going well, and Tara is going to be home uh, midday today, so I am pumped for that. So anyway, I hope you guys are all having a great holiday season, um, such an incredible time of year to keep things in perspective, and um, yeah, remind us uh, a lot of the true meaning of, of why we're here, and, and the purpose to life, and what we're doing here, and um, it's it's pretty incredible. Last, on Friday, we had a, or Saturday, we had a ward, uh, yeah, okay, okay. A Christmas party at our at our church and it was really cool because usually we'll have like dinner and and we have like Santa Claus comes and, and we do you know we focus on like the we do like a nativity focus on the birth of, of the savior but this year we did we did some of that but what we did um what, what the main focus was was on giving and everyone brought like some some donations to give to a um, organization called Laura's House which helps uh, women who who are have been victims of some kind of abuse, and they have a un, undisclosed location here in Orange County for them, and we were able to donate to them, which which is really incredible. They're kind of getting getting them back on their feet and back um, back to, to where life is good for them. And then we're also able to put together some some packages for for homeless and less fortunate people. And what was really cool is Kale was. Kel Darling, who used to work with me and came and helped at Flip Hacking Live and helps us out a lot, he was helping with this activity, and he reached out to me and and he um, asked if I had any more backpacks from Flip Hacking Live because he was actually the one who helped load up the truck with with several of those. And I'm like, yeah, I got I've got a bunch, and I reached out to Bill and Bill confirmed that we probably wouldn't need them for for next year, and we were able to donate those to to this activity. So it was, it was really cool to see everyone walking around at, at the church with the, the flip packing life backpacks, but knowing that, um, you know, usually I say those at the seminar and stuff like that, but knowing that they were going to be using those and giving those to people who are less fortunate just kind of, um, touched my heart. It was kind of cool to see, um, to see those kind of worlds come together, if you will. So anyway, pretty excited. And I hope to see a lot of, um, this might, uh, maybe this, might come across wrong but see a bunch of homeless people walking around with the flip packing live backpack on might be kind of cool so all right anyway back on track here so um recently bill allen and i were were talking and we're always you know i will say if it's not broke make it better and i'm always trying to think of ways to improve this community improve things for you guys and 
uh, Bill was saying, hey, I, I love some of the podcasts that you've been making lately. One of the things I, I miss a little bit um, is I haven't heard as many of our, our members being interviewed and, and their success stories and things that they've accomplished, not something that's always motivated and inspired me. And he said, hey, I know with a lot of the growth and things that we've been going on, you've kind of been focusing on XYZ. And uh, anyway, I would love to have me maybe uh, and some of the other coaches or other people get on and do these interviews every once in a while with some of our members who have just achieved incredible things and sharing their story and their experiences. And I thought that was a, a great idea. And so he's hit him and um, Mike Simmons have, have gone ahead and done a couple interviews. So what we have today, I just got done listening to this this interview that Bill did with Will Kim, who is one of our, our seven-figure members and just an incredible human being. And I've had the chance to meet and talk to Will uh, several times and seen his growth and, and heard a load of his story and I don't want to, you know, steal the thunder or, um, or spoil it, but I was just incredibly moved. And I know you will be as well. And I hope that this interview helps you, especially in this time of year, um, be grateful for the, the things that we have, the blessings that we have, and know what's possible and what you can do in your life. So without any further ado, ladies and gentlemen, I, ladies and gentlemen, I give you the one and only Bill Allen and Will Kim. Take it away. All right. Hey, what's up, everybody? Buddy, I'm uh, this is Bill Allen, and I'm here with one of my favorite people in the Seven Figure Group, and really of all times, I absolutely love this guy, uh, Will Kim in San Diego. What's up, Will? Hey, how's it going, Bill? It's going good. Hey, uh, so um, you know we've been kind of putting these putting these things together, talking to some different members, talking to different investors around the country, just trying to see what they're doing, talk to them a little bit, and. I reached out to you, Will, yesterday and said, hey, do you want to get, uh, you want to get on a call? I want to talk to you and ask you a couple questions. And you're kind of like, uh, what, what do I have to do? What is this? Um, but I, I'm so happy that you said yes and uh, came on. I know we haven't uh, done anything together. We haven't recorded anything together in the past. So I'm excited to talk to you and get to know you a little bit better. Yeah, my answer was always yes, Bill. Whatever you ask me, I'll say yes. I just needed to know sort of like what it was so I could prepare for it. Seriously. <laughs> Awesome. It's my honor to be uh, asked, actually. So thank you cool. so much for the opportunity. And, and Will, your story, when I, I remember talking to you on the phone for the first time when we talked uh, about the Seven Figure Flipping Group and you told me your story, it was one of the most inspiring stories and motivating stories that I've ever heard. So, um, of course, I, I want to share that. And I think it'll be motivating for anybody that hears it. So um, if, you want, if, you, if you take a minute, maybe take us back to kind of like, growing up where you came from, like that part of your story, I think is one of the most powerful things that we can talk about today. Okay. Um, I immigrated to the United States, 1985. I'm 45 right now. And so I'm 85. I was 13 uh, or so 12 or 13. I was in middle school. We came here because uh, basically my mom was a single mom. And it was really hard back then. Uh, and to live in Korea as, as basically a single mom. Being divorced was a huge stigma. And so she brought her children to give us a better chance. And we landed back in the middle of uh, inner city Chicago. And I didn't speak, uh, which I you have to say, hello, my name is June and I'm Korean. <laughs> I'm a boy. <laughs> so there was a huge language barrier. And not only that, it was an urban Chicago, literally. And so just navigating through all the cultural you know barriers and language barriers those are all huge uh it was really difficult and so and then on top of that we really didn't have any money and 
we literally moved, I think, 10 times in like eight years. So, wow. So that was, like me. That was like, a, like a military family. Yeah, except, yeah, except it was kind of like, you know, we lived in one bedroom and I remember one time we couldn't, uh, mom couldn't afford rent. So we had to rent out the one room and three of us lived in the living room. Oh, wow. So, yeah. okay. So tough times growing up, you moved over here, didn't speak English. Um, and then what? So, um, you know, I really didn't have a lot of hope. There weren't that many people around me that was really showing me sort of like what I should be doing and things like that. But I think it was really by God's grace. Uh, I, I kind of got on the right track. Literally half of the people from my school that I went either kind of like ended up dead somewhere, literally, uh, or they're involved with the gangs and things like that. Or their best, you know, hope was basically have a, some kind of business after high school. And then the other half, I don't know, maybe went to junior college or some college. So my, my original hope was actually um, maybe go to um, like a community college initially. Mm-hmm. And, and then, uh, but... Where I, was this? This was in Chicago, right? This was in Chicago, yeah. I was going to go to maybe Truman College because that's where my sister went. And, uh, but again, by God's grace, there are some, you know, good friends that I got to know after I actually transferred out of Chicago. And I ended up going to one of the best, you know, engineering colleges, which was uh, University of Illinois, Urbana. And I studied electrical engineering there. And uh, I started working for a Silicon Valley company. Okay, so you came over to the United States. How did you learn how to speak English and things like that? Well, you know, like, I, I mean, it's just, you, you, I was in the ESL class, English as a second language okay. class for like three years. So they teach you the foundation and stuff like that. But you know, when you're young, it's a little bit easier to pick up language, right? I mean, yeah. the, but interestingly, I knew how to swear in like eight different languages. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I, was, I remember when I was in high school, we had – uh, it was a kind of a diverse area. So we had a lot of like uh, Korean, Japanese, Chinese. We had Hispanic people. And it was just, I knew how to say the F word in just about every language. Right. It was yeah. crazy. Um, okay. So learn how, you know, you, you went through school, got into an engineering school, got an electrical engineering degree. Um, did your parents speak English? My mom, so my mom, uh, no, they, she didn't speak English at all. So now she could kind of maybe understand carry on a basic conversation because we okay. lived here for so long but yeah, yeah. Not really. cool so and so then went to um university of illinois urbana got electrical engineering degree and then moved to california to work for silicon valley right yeah urbana. so I, I started working for actually a company in texas which was uh oh, texas yeah. instruments and was okay. their technical sales uh, representative engineer they hired engineers to do their sales to talk to other design engineers and things like that so i did that for uh them and also for a company called maxim for about 12 years uh but back in 2000 so initially when i came when i was living in chicago i, I would drive maybe you know down 94 to go to church with my uncle and i look around and i see all these people living in nice suburban homes and it really puzzled me. I'm like, how can people like live in nice places like that where I'm living in the inner city in an apartment? And I've always wondered, young mind, thinking, you know, what, what, what do these people do? How do they get it? Is, are these like owned by like a government or like companies? I mean, nothing about mortgage. I didn't know how people, you know, afford the houses. You just have to make a lot of money. That's what I thought. And um, yeah, and then... 
you know, after I graduated, I, I moved out to San Diego, um, 2000, uh, 1997 actually too. So when I came out, uh, in 1999, I actually, um, 1998, I bought my first house. And then that's when I figured out what mortgage was and what escrow was. And then, um, you know, a couple of months in my house, I, I came across this no money down scheme. <laughs> At the time, it was uh, Carlton Sheets. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> and then I bought his course, first phone purchase. And, you know, I spent was it on a cassette tape. Was it a cassette tape? It was a cassette tape. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. So, okay. So, um, came over here, um, figured out how to speak English, how to go put your, going through school, went to, uh, got an electrical engineering degree, worked for TI, uh, moved to San Diego, bought a house. Did you buy that house using Carlton Sheets, no money down system? No, I didn't. So what I did, this was, this was during the tech bubble, right? So this oh, was yeah. the tech bubble. And I started, I got the taste of actually making money uh, in college. I ran a franchise painting business after, during freshman year. So I was like 18. And then I made like $17,000 in like two and a half months. Well, half of that went to the franchisee. I think it's maybe 40%. But that was a huge amount of money, which actually helped me pay for the almost majority uh, rest of my years at the college. And I mm -hmm. thought, wow, there's something to it. That is like, this is like interesting. You can make a lot of money in America if you really, uh, you know, like if, if you really wanted to do it. And so that was always kind of in my mind. And then, yeah, with uh, during the tech bubble, you know, I, they gave me uh, some shares and things like that when I first joined the company. Mm -hmm. it went it went i don't know it went four folds or something you know just quadruple right and that was a down payment and then that's when i realized oh uh people actually you know get mortgage and you need the down payment to buy the houses and the person that educated me was actually we bought a brand new house in a very nice uh, neighborhood we're looking at the model my wife comes down and she of course she falls in love with it right but mm -hmm. this is where I actually learn if you actually stage your house People buy because of the emotion, right? They just yep. smell, feels, it looks like a new home. And now my wife is like, give me some house. I really like this house. And, you know, and I'm like, okay. And then as soon as we come down from the model home, there's the sales representative. And like, yeah, we can't afford this house. I'm sorry. I was going to walk away. We were just looking. But it's like, no, no, just come sit down. Let me, uh, let's just talk a little bit. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> okay. We're 20-something, early 20s, right? And then um, maybe mid-20, 25 or something like that. And then uh, she sits me down and she started asking me about, hey, you know, like how much you make and all this asset and liability type of questions, expenses. And then she finally says, oh, you know, you could buy this house. Look, you could pay only this much. And we looked at it and it was like a little bit over our rent that we were paying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and what, what do you mean? How do you do this? And she says, well, you know, what's your credit score? I said, What's the credit score? <laughs> yeah. And then my credit score wasn't too bad. I didn't, I didn't realize. And then uh, she says, yeah, if you have like this much money, then yeah, you could get a loan, mortgage. I said, wow, what's, what's mortgage? And then anyway, that's, uh, that's how we found, you know, got the house. And that was amazing. You know, so like, ah. Okay. So you bought that house in San Diego. And then is, is that what got you in, interested in investing in real estate or what got you there? No, 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 not at all, not at all. I mean, I'm, I, I didn't know what I didn't know, okay? I didn't know what I didn't know. Uh, and it wasn't until I actually picked up Carlton Sheets 
<laughs> I mean, it's kind of it's weird, but you know, it's one of these things that you see on TV all the time, right? And I never seen it, quite honestly. That was the first time I saw it. I, I was staying up one night, and then there was, hey, all these people came on, and they, you know, they have boats behind them, house behind them, right? All these things, and yeah. we bought this house, nobody down, and they flashed this. I made thirty thousand dollars. I made twenty five thousand dollars, and at the time, my, I was getting paid the most out of all my. Uh, peers because I was in a sales no engineers really wanted to be in sales and at the mm -hmm. time I I think um, my salary was like 57,000 or something when everybody else was making it at most like 30 something 38 so I was, mm -hmm. I was feeling really good but I see these people saying that they don't they don't really look that smart you know but they're like dollars hey, <laughs> yeah. whatever and I'm like what and then uh, I got sucked into it I, I had a phone in my head <laughs> I called and I gave him my credit card number next morning. I, I told my wife, I said, I bought this course. I spent, you know, whatever over the phone. It's just like, what? I said, they say it's 30 day money back guarantee. I promise I'll, I'll study this really, really well. And then if it doesn't work, I'll return it. And so that's actually how it started. Okay. So got uh, listening to Carlson Sheets cassette tapes, binge. Uh, so did you hit that hard or did you just put it in the box? I finished it. Like I, I went through it in, I don't know, like one week. And then second week I was following, you know, it's got the 90 day plan or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. The second week I was out there walking around. I had no idea what I was doing, but it says, hey, go talk to post, postman, go talk to utility guys, go, you know, like visit escrow, whatever it was saying, and kind of go farm, go walk around the neighborhood. And I was doing it. So, so uh, you were just, you were following the process that was laid out for you, like a good engineer. Step by step by step by step. I, I didn't know exactly, like, I didn't really, yeah, I didn't know exactly what I was going to, you know, what the end result looked like, but mm -hmm. I figured, okay, you know, if I follow this, let's see what happens. So that's what I did. So did you use that system to find a deal? Did you get your first deal from that? My first two deals, you know, I won't go into it too, into too detail. One year later, so uh, after I did it uh, for about, I, I passed my 30-day money back guarantee. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> return it. And then, <laughs> and then I had all these people, when I, I got so excited, you know, I thought I found this secret sauce, you know, and I told all these people, you know, I'm going to get rich. I know I, I'm going to learn about real estate. I'm going to get rich. You know, I'm going to do the side part-time. And, and then they all, like a lot of them told me, it's like, oh, you got that too? I have that. I'm like, so I said, did you make a lot of money? And uh, they, you know, like, no, it's in the garage. No, that thing doesn't work. Bunch of nay naysayers. And mm -hmm. then, and then uh, I, I, I kind of stopped doing it after doing it for like a month and a half. And I, I became kind of like them. And then uh, about nine months into after that, which, you know, about a year after we moved in, uh, my wife found this another house, which was a bigger house. This first mm -hmm. one was only 1,200 square feet or something. And then she, she took our kids uh, across the street to a little better neighborhood by the playground. And she comes back and she says, there's this detached home. The one that we had was attached. Mm -hmm. There's this detached home and it's so nice. I actually, they had an open house. So I looked at it. It was so nice. And so I went to take a look at it. I'm like, I'm going to buy this house. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this happen for you. I'm gonna buy this house. I don't know I don't know exactly how. I'm gonna buy this house. We put the offer in, make long story short, and we got accepted. And they um, after they accepted it, they said we had to remove contingency. At the time, 
San Diego was such a hot market and they had, you know, a bunch of, you know, guys crawling all over all these buyers and it was completely a seller's market. And they said, we had to remove this contingency to sell this other house. I said, how am I going to buy this house? I can't do that by selling if I don't sell this. And that's when I actually went back in into that green folder, Carlton mm-hmm. Sheet. I started flipping through. I'm like, is there some way that I can do this? Like, I was totally focused. I was like, is there some way? And there was something about uh, landlord, you know, mm-hmm. something about you could have a rental. And then, you know, the light went on. I'm like, rental? And I started talking to the agent. And the agent said, well, if you have a rental, and then they will, you know, count 80% of that income towards yep. your, like, asset. And I was like, oh, man. And then there was, so what I decided to do was I turned my first house into rental. Okay. And I got, I got, at the time, it was, I, I got my friend to be my, my tenant. And then the next tenant had the lease. And I said, here's the lease. <laughs> and we qualified. So now I was a proud owner of two houses in a very nice neighborhood of San Diego. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so then what? So then what? So, okay. So now you're starting to get involved in real estate. You're starting to learn about notes and mortgages and no, uh, escrow. No, that's that part, yeah. no, I was still okay. like, totally wet behind my ears. I was just okay. happy that I, I bought the house. I, I, I was still not totally into real estate, but a year later, so the first house we had, a, you know, one, one child and then we went to the second house. We, uh, after we had the second child um, and then we went to the second house and we had another child. I mean, it was like, bam, 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 coming out <laughs> every two years, like a clockwork. That's not had anything else to do. Oh, my God. No, it was kind of, it was, uh, it was really interesting. You know, it was, I think it was because maybe we had more space and maybe we felt like, okay, I was doing well in the corporate world and I got two houses, right? It's like, I got two houses. Like, this is awesome. Shortly after that, I had an opportunity to actually move into a, a yet bigger house in a nicer neighborhood. And I did that, you know. And guess what I did with the second house? Rental. The rental, right? It was awesome. And then after I turned into rental, the housing market in San Diego just skyrocketed in the early 2000s, into the early 2000s. And I realized Mm -hmm. I had like close to $500,000 worth of equity in the house. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. Now I'm, you know, becoming like Trump. And that's when I started actually learning, um, and I realized the power of real estate. That's actually that's when I started to see the power of real estate was actually my second house moving into the third one, mm-hmm. and so I went back to Carlton Sheets and I literally like studied it all over again. And then uh, shortly after that, I had two houses that I bought. Um, one was I bought it lease op- subject to, and then I lease optioned it. Second one, I bought it, again, subject to, and I flipped it. And each one made $100,000 doing it part-time. Wow. Yeah. So I, I thought, I was like, wow. Now what that- else can I do? So I looked at the other sections, and I just wanted to actually try out different things. So at the time, you know, the Carlton Sheets was all about creative, creative, you know, real estate purchase. Not like what's going on today, you know, go out and, I mean, there's some of that too. But so I, I thought it was just really fascinating because it was just like, wow. I thought you just buy houses with mortgage, right? And there are these people, you could do this legit, you know, fashion, you know, buy all these stuff. I said, this is great. And then, and then I learned about wholesaling. My mm-hmm. first wholesale was 2001. And um, uh, this guy called me, I checked this out. Back then, 
it was, I ran an ad called We Buy Houses in the newspaper, okay? Nice. Yeah, and then he called me from it. And I went out, and this was all the way out in Valley Center, which is, I thought, at the time, I thought it was, I don't know, Phoenix, Arizona. It was so far out. And I go out. This guy was a waterman, Aquaman, you know, like that guy delivers water. And then I started talking. and Not the real Aquaman. Not the real Aquaman, okay. but uh, waterman, waterman. But, you know, so <laughs> uh, I, I was talking to this guy, and then, you know, I looked so young. Right. Back, especially back then. I look kind of young now, but like back then I look like a baby. OK. And then I'm talking to this guy. And it's like, how long have you been doing this? And I said, well, you're my third deal. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Brutal honesty. Yeah, I said, yeah. you over I mean, every deal every time. I've, I've actually never done this before. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're my third deal. And he said, how'd you get into it? And I said, well, you know, uh, I, I started with Carlton Sheets. It's like this story. And then guess what he told me? He's got he it in his garage. Bought, he bought a carton of sheets. <laughs> he asked me if it worked. So I said, that's why I'm sitting in front of you. Yeah. The house had, like, I think about $65,000 spread back then. That was a pure profit. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't know where this place was because it was so far out in the boonies. I locked it up. And then the next thing that I did was, you know, the thing says, hey, go to a real estate investment club or whatever. And so I was following them. I'm like, I'm just going to, like, let's see if I could apply this. And I, I did. And I was looking for a mentor uh, at the time. And I was kind of looking around the room and, you know, the guys sitting, up, like most of them, people sitting in the back, they seem to kind of like know what they're doing. So I approached this one guy and long hair and he just seemed very sage. Everything he said is like, wow, right? Or around him. Mm-hmm. So I went up to him and I said, hey, I got this deal uh, in Valley Center um, and I want to wholesale it to you. And so... Make long story short, he says, okay, come meet me over here with my uh, associate. I think he may be able to do it because he lives in North County. And I met with him and then, that, sorry about that. Um, and I met with him and then um, basically he said, hey, can I see the contract? I showed him the contract and then he says, oh, everything looked good. So I said, oh, wow, great. Thank you, Carlton Sheets, right? And then he says, uh, so you have a wholesale agreement. And now I didn't study that part yet. Wholesale guy. Yeah, that's right. So guess what I guess what I said? He asked me how much I wanted. I said, "Hey, I want five thousand dollars." At the time, that was kind of like the thing, you know. It wasn't no yep. bidding up. It was kind of like the thing, five thousand. So I said, "You know, five thousand dollars." And then uh, he said, "You got a wholesale agreement." And I looked at him straight in the eyes, and I said, "Samson, you look like a very honorable man, and so am I." And you know, this guy who looks like 19, basically, right? And I'm trying to impress him. And I said, I'm a man of word just like you. And when you're done with the deal, just mail me the check at this address. And I shook his head. <laughs> <laughs> did he send it? Did he send yeah, it? Yeah, and then he did it. And then, uh, you know, him and his uh, friend uh, made, you know, 30 grand each. And then he mailed me a check. And then... And then he became my first mentor who taught me a lot. Did, did you do that just because you didn't have a wholesale agreement or know what it was? At the time, I, I needed to kind of dance on my feet. I, I felt kind of embarrassed that I didn't have it. <laughs> and then, but at the same time, I, I, my, my objective was I wanted him, you know, to, you know, to be my mentor. So after I said that, I said, hey, yeah. one, one condition is that, uh, hey, I really love to uh, – 
kind of learn from you. <laughs> you know? yeah. As you can see, I'm kind of new, new at this, and I like to learn. And so he helped me do a lot of deals, a lot of lease option deals and some creative creative financing. So uh, okay. shortly after that, you know, I, now I'm starting to feel really good. The big lesson that I learned was um, over, over, over the years, uh, and so that was a while back, but, you know, um, I started full-time in 2009. That's when I actually really jumped the ship. In 2008, I did part-time. 2009, since then, I've been doing full-time. Looking back, the thing that I learned is, you know, people come and ask me, you know, it's like you got all these people who, who, who's bought Carlton Sheets or whatever program there's out there. And they always say, hey, what program works? And they want this guarantee, but there's nothing like that. I said, there's one program that works is the program that you work. Yeah. If you work that program, it's going gonna, it's gonna to give you a return. Carlton Sheets, probably 98% of the people probably, you know, they probably wasted their 200 bucks, but. Yeah, there are people who made it work. So I always used to go around it's like, yeah, Carlton Sheets actually work. And but so there's a lot of other things, you know. You if you work it, it will work for you. Yeah, and I, I think I think in you know I've seen that being a coach in this with House Wing HQ for the past I don't know year and a half, two years, and even just being a part of the community for almost you know three and a half years, is the people that I see that really rise up and do big things are the people that take action and are committed. You know they. Right implement the things that we that we're doing i mean i took andy's business model and everybody else in the group i took the things that i really liked that i thought would be effective put them into place iterated them a couple times tried to figure out how it's working and and refine it and make it my own you know right. like a little frankenstein business model from all the different people in the mastermind group and have been able to grow a multi-million dollar company because of it i mean it, and just taking fast action not being afraid to fail um, like you got out there and you were talking to the postman and you were talking, you're knocking on doors and you were doing all the stuff that is uncomfortable for most people. They probably read that and said, I'm not doing this. And that's why they weren't, I mean, you just took action. You read it, you did it and you probably failed a bunch. And we, I mean, we're not, we're talking about the time, the deals that you did, not the hundreds of other deals that you didn't do or you failed on or the right. people that you really pissed off or, you know, right, screwed right. up. Right. And same with me. I mean, we've, I've made mistakes and it's a, it's an investment in ourselves and our business and we're betting on ourselves. Right. The thing that I love is, is that I, you know, I joined this group and this community and I was putting my money on myself and how well I knew that I was going to do, I wasn't going to give up, you know, right. I can, they can do it. I can do it. You just said, you see the people on the TV that are, have the boats in the background, they made this. And you right. said like, I'm, I'm way smarter than those people, uh, you know, and I'm sure that everybody watching us is probably like, hopefully if these guys can do it, then I can definitely do it, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what we empower a lot of people to do. And that's what you saw. So it's really cool. And you're right. I mean, action and implementation is the key to everything that we do, right? Yeah, I think more, yeah, I would like to add one more thing. Because remember, at first I actually acted and I implemented. Mm -hmm. But then there was that pause. There was a gap. I think the, the most important ingredient to the thing working the program is that you just have to continuously work it. Like you have to, the persistence, right? Yeah. If the persistent part is gone just because they're naysayers or because you tried it and it didn't work. And, but if you didn't actually do it day in, day out and just consistently did it, not, it wouldn't work. And I kind of thought about that. I was like, you know, well then well, what about all those other people? You know, I'm sure a lot of people took, 
took actions, but why doesn't it work for some people then, you know, versus some that actually work? I mean, you know, like looking at your example, a lot of other people in our group, they are, they are doing it, right? And they are, they are doing, and they are actually persistent, persistently doing it. When I think about it, because I coach some people and I mentor some people, and I, I always tell them this, I say, you know, there is this awareness aspect where, like for you and I, for me, when I joined the group, it made me aware that something was possible. It made mm-hmm. me aware that people are actually doing this in a different level. And it made me aware that other people are failing like me, but they're still getting up, still doing it and making money. And then so, like those people who would ask me kind of very surprised when I tell them about this Carlton Sheets, because most majority of them who go to these boot camps or, you know, who, who buys these top programs, it doesn't work. And, and the thing is, they aren't aware, majority of people that they talk to are those 98% of the people who say, hey, it won't work. But once they meet those people, the two percenters, you know, where they are actually making work, they're so surprised. They're like, oh, my gosh. So imagine those people who never had a chance to meet those people, you know, like me, who actually made it work with Carlton Sheets. They'll yeah. always think this won't work, and they won't take the next persistent action. And so that versus, like, if you are surrounded by those two percenters or five percenters, then it becomes a new norm. We expect that it's going to work because we look around and we're like, yeah, these guys are actually like working this program. And so yeah. when you go tough, then you actually like pick up and you keep doing, you know? So that, that's kind of like the thing that I realized. Yeah. I think you nailed it right there. Like the, you got that, you know, a lot of people use the Pareto principle, Pareto principle, the 80, 20, right? Mm-hmm. So we've got, if you, even if you take your example, 98, 2%, right? I think what's, what's made a lot of us really successful is we've taken those 2%. We've put them all in a room and then it flips it on, on the opposite end. So then you right. got like the 98 and the 2%. Right. And you got the 2% that's like, uh, Hey, this doesn't work. It doesn't work. But everybody around you is just raising you up and saying, right. look, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I mean, it's consistent, persistent action. Like you said, like right. being consistent is the key. A lot of people don't know. Like, and I don't know that I've told it all, all that often, but it, it took me over four months to put money in the bank when I got started in seven figure flipping. Right. I mean, had we talk about it all the time, you're, you quit like, you know, two feet from gold or inches from gold or whatever the saying is. But I feel like I could have easily quit on month two, month three, month four. You know, right. we, I, I, was, I was doing it. I was putting it to work. And I could have very easily said this doesn't work. And then right at month four, we get a deal under contract. We assign right. it. I still remember that buyer, yeah. that guy that I met, the, the work that I put on. I remember the whole thing. Because that was the turning point in my mind three and a half years ago that got me from this doesn't work or this might not work right. to two and a half million dollars in right. gross profit this year. You know, yeah. that in, in, in a very short period of time. So without that, I mean, and I, I was thinking about that guy today, actually, at the gym. I said, yeah. I said, man, you know, Tony, this was the... This, this relationship that I found, that I built, and I found him, you know, ran an ad, got a hold of him, you know, met for lunch, and, right. and it was his family member that bought that first house of ours. And it's like, that was the catalyst that really, I don't think he knows how big of an influence that he had on me and my business. Because before that, it wasn't something that, that I had really proven. That was my first wholesale deal. And then it was right. the, the next, next one, the next one, the next one. 
So we talk about it all the time. That first deal is the most critical and influential deal, I think, right. in your investing history. Like right. once you do that, you realize this is possible. Like exactly. this works. Right. And then deal two is a little easier. Deal three is easier. And now it's like, right. okay, we, we, you know, we got six this week, you know? Right. And, it's, and so it becomes this, then it's just the new norm, like you said. It's yeah. this new normal of what we're doing. And now if we don't get six contracts a week, I start to get upset. You right. know, when before it was like, I got one. I think I got one. I'm not sure. Is this one? We'll find out, you know? Right. So, um, so it's really cool. And I think, I think being around the right people, like you talked about, we always talk about that kind of, you know, surround yourself with the right people. But if you're hanging around with that 98% of people that are saying that this doesn't work, no, 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 negative, 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 surround a hundred percent, spend a hundred percent of your time with those other 2%, you know? So, and if you can do that, I think that's the power that we have here. And I'm sure that's what you've seen. So, yeah, I think so. Whether it is um, like we have different levels, I guess, of the people joining, like people who are really new or people who's been doing some deals, people who are doing a lot of deals. And even at any level, I think it's like once you kind of like get to that, like just even coming in, some people are thinking, oh, gosh, you know, like how do you even get one deal? Like those people who doesn't have the first deal under the belt, like you said, if they have, when they first get that one deal, they, their potential thinking turns into a realistic thinking. Yep. And then they, they have confidence now. It's like, wow. And then so they become more strategic thinkers and starts to move their mind. And then once they get to the next level, they kind of see, wow, there are other people actually, you know, I don't know. For me, I remember doing my first few deals and I saw those people who were doing over like up to 10 deals a year. And I said, oh, my gosh. They're like Trump, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's amazing. And, uh, but, and then the next level is like, yeah, those people who are doing 50 or people doing 100, people, are, people who are doing 200. And then, you know, uh, before I joined the group, I, I knew there are people like that. And I always scratched my head. How do you do that? But one thing that I had in my heart was secret is only a secret until it's revealed right mm-hmm. once it's revealed it's no longer a secret and then now everybody's an equal playing field and so that was a huge lesson life lesson that i always carried it's like okay you know i just need to persist until i kind of figure this out or somebody tell me what the secret is right and that's where justin's thing came like beginning of this year i mean i was doing well i, I flipped over you know uh going into probably 100 deals before i joined the group like probably about 85 or 90 deals reaching you know 100 so we're like hey this is pretty I'm doing okay. I, it was more of a lifestyle for me for like 10 years. I worked 20 hours a week type of a thing for like mm-hmm. 10 years. You just got to flip like six homes to make over 200,000, right, in San Diego. So that was like, hey, that's, the, that's, that's great. But I felt like I was kind of stuck. I felt like I was like, there's got to be more to it. And that's when I actually saw, interestingly enough, this guy named Justin Williams kept sending me email after email after email. I never read it. And then there was one email that says, do you feel like you're stuck? And that's the one that I opened up. And there was some kind of a podcast I listened to. And I was like, oh, man, it really spoke to me. And that's when my awareness kind of came alive. I'm like, wait, is it, are you telling me there are actually not the people that I saw on TV that I did before with the people with the boats at the house and, you know, Lambos and, you know, because, you know, they're not like real, you know, they're actors. But mm-hmm. I think there are actually people who could do this at a different level, who are actually doing it. So that's how I joined. And my, this year, my life has been changed. I mean, I, not my, just my life, but I've been changed as a person. 
Why do you say that? So let's talk about that a little bit. Oh, man, because um, I was making, you know, pretty good money before joining the group, okay? Mm -hmm. And I had good rental portfolios, and uh, but I was – I didn't want, I came from a uh, corporate world and one of the, 10 years ago, when I jumped the, jumped, jumped the ship, the stuff that I didn't want to do, I didn't want to go to meetings and I didn't want any accountability. I wanted to work with people that I want to work with. I want to work the hours I want to work, you know, and, um, and I want to do only what I wanted to do. Okay. So that, so because of that, and I kind of figured out, I, I wanted this dream job basically. And I actually made, crafted this dream job. It was really nice. You know, I work, I, you know, I start work uh, 11, 10, 30, and I work until 4. And I call it call it a day. With five kids, you know, I got to spend a lot of time with the family. It was great. And I didn't want to manage anybody. And I didn't want to, you know, I didn't, I didn't want to do any of those things. But, and I still figured out that I could make pretty good money. But the thing was, if I stopped working, like okay, there was no money coming in. Okay, yeah. so I was I became a a very good sole proprietor. Of course, I had multiple entities, but basically that's it was a one man show. And then uh, this when I joined beginning of the year. Um, oops, sorry about that. What happened here? There you go. So when I joined beginning of the year, I had to actually break out of that mindset, and the very first mindset that I needed to adjust with this potential mindset. I, I knew there was something more. I knew there was more potential in me and I, I needed to, I needed to overcome number one fear and I needed to overcome, um, I needed to basically overcome, you know, this uncomfortableness that I, I had to do something different, which was actually, well, I'm going to have to learn how to be a manager. I'm going to have to be, I'm going to learn how to be a leader. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I have to learn how to be an entrepreneur and real, and I have to actually sacrifice for these things. And so it was kind of like, oh, am I ready to do this? I, do I want to do this? You know, and like, am I am I going to do this to make more money? I make, I mean, you know, I was pretty content. I'm like, do I do this? And I, it was more less for the money, but more for. Like I needed to break out of my shell. I needed to push myself to the mm -hmm. end. So, and since I've been, I've joined. I've uh, started growing the team and started to think like a business owner, and you know, have to learn about how to manage better, how to uh, lead better, how to cast visions better, how to actually think more strategically. And then I realized that, gosh, God gave me these awesome talents. That really, you know, who was desperate like how I was wired, but I was kind of pushing back because I wanted to be comfortable. Mm -hmm. And there was one thing that spoke to me was, you know, being comfort is, is a good place, but nothing grows there. Yeah. That was kind of like, boom, you know? And so since then, since I joined, yes, I, it's really a, a stretch. And quite honestly, I've been working, you know, 45, 50 hours now instead of 20. Okay, mm -hmm. I know that's nothing compared to you, Bill, but for me, it was like I'm doubling my work hours, right? I'm working like full time. <laughs> but yeah. when I get up, in the, so my kids are like, after seeing dad, always home, uh, 
they they are kind of like, oh my gosh, what's Dad doing? It's gonna be okay, you know. And, and they were asking me, hey, Dad, you know, are you okay? <laughs> you know, and like down to earth, honest, I look at them and I say, you know, I yeah, I do work. I put the hours in, and but it doesn't feel like work because I'm enjoying what I'm doing so much. I, I'm enjoying. Uh, really caring for all my team and just really trying to motivate them and bringing them up to the next level and all those things. And I just love it. I just enjoy it so much. So, you know, it's, there's something you said in there that reminds me of kind of my journey because I, I said, I never want to have a, uh, anybody to work for me. Uh, I don't want to put, be responsible for putting food on anybody else's table. Yeah, that makes right. me anxious. I don't like it. I just want yeah. to take care of me. I want to be a one-man show. I want to flip 12 houses a year, and that's it. That yeah. was my first call with Andy. Right. And, and, but I wanted to do all this other stuff. I wanted to grow this business. I wanted to scale and automate yeah. it. And it just doesn't link up, right? It doesn't right. match. Like, these two things are antagonists, right? So, so then I started building this team. And you're right. Like, I was working hard. I was working harder. And I said, whoa, 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 whoa. Like, I'm supposed, to be, I'm supposed to be working, not working at all. Like, these other guys don't work at all. And right. so I'm working hard, but I, I like you said something uh, to me, like I like to work hard, right? I yeah. like to put in time. I, I, if you ask my wife, she says, um, I want you home more and I just want to work. Yeah. So, um, so I, I really like it, but I'm working hard. I'm growing this team. And then once I, I sat down, I remember about, it's about, it's probably about a year, a little over a year um, after we started. It was after we had a Christmas party the first year. It was about midway through when I look, I just remember where I was. It was a quarterly meeting. I only met with my team quarterly. And I just look up at these seven people in the room. And I said, you know what? I am so proud to be the leader of this group, to be putting the food on their table and look at their growth. Like I, I am building a team that I want, I want this, this, this team, this group to not want to go anywhere else to love right. their job and love right. their boss. And, and other people look in and say, I want to be a part of that. But we say, no, we right. don't have any room for you. Right. You know, we, we're, awesome. full. we're full of great people. And right. I just, I remember that, that like shift in my mind of yeah. not wanting to be responsible for that or scared right. or ha- right. hiring one person, then two person then three, and still scared and to going, wow. Like I have this great team, this kind of like family yeah. right. that I'm responsible for. And I built this. Right. You know, and that when just I remember being in that moment and it's just it's incredible to have that feeling. Right. And now I'll tell you, my Christmas party is tomorrow for the company. Right. right. And I'm preparing for it all and, and Are you doing the break dancing? <laughs> no, I'm not break dancing. No break dancing. Okay. I, I don't know, maybe. We got a lot of drinks. So um but I, last year at the Christmas party, I just remember I mean, I'm tearing up, everybody's tearing up with these great baskets, we you know. It was just, I'm just going to love on the team so much tomorrow and yeah. just give and give and give because awesome. like they work so hard right. for, for each other, not right. for me, right. not, for, right. not for, like, for them and for each other. It, it is a, you know, we, we brought in a consultant at the eight figure group, Tom Flick, and he said, build a legacy team. Mm. You want to build, not a good team, not a great team, a legacy team, like the team that you look back, you look back on and say, that team was just, you can name every single person on it. Yeah. Everybody had your back. Nobody showed up and, and phoned it in that day. Everybody yeah. worked as hard as they could for each other to win. 
And that's right. what my team is doing right now. And I'm so proud of it. Like, oh, man, that's I, awesome. it, it's like, it's like having other children, you know, it's like, see, like it is incredible to have that. Yes. And so that is the kind of, it sounds to me like that's the shift that you're making now where, yeah, you've got this family at home that misses you. You're working a little bit harder, but I mean, 40 or 50 hours a week, come on. That's still, that's like yeah. that's pretty good. Right. And you're growing and building this organization, right. That's, that's scaling, that's making more money. Yeah. That is, that is, that is blessing other people's lives right. and other people's futures with personal and professional development, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. it's just so cool to be able to do that. And I think that's, that's something that's missed in a lot of people because, you know, that journey that you have, right. it starts off with wanting more money or right. wanting more time or, or selfishness, right? Yeah. Mine yeah. started from a, from a selfish place right. and it turned into this, you know, being around these people. And, and I'll tell you, to be honest, it started from what Justin and Andy were doing. You know, they have this organization and that attitude and what they do and how they pour into people just flows yeah. down Absolutely. and then it populates in everybody else. Absolutely. And the, the the first, the first seven figure group, it just went from there and yeah. down. And now everybody that joins just comes into this incredible culture and community that yeah. is all about, you know, is others focused, you know, it's, it, I mean, yeah. I have, I have uh, an OUR shirt on right now. Oh, and like awesome. What we did in that, at that event yeah. two yeah. months ago for them, raising $150,000 and donating right. to them is like, it's just it's incredible to see what we're yeah. all doing as a community. And it, it just goes down and down from there. So um, I absolutely agree. Yeah. Yeah. So, such a That's cool, like, I get, I get this group goosebumps, you know, I'm a uh, dude. You're, you're amazing. I, I want to be you. Well, it's funny because you know, that, and I, and I'm honored that you say that, yeah. but like it's, I, I want to be Andy and I want to be yeah. Justin. And yeah. if you want to be right. me and, it, we are all just like, um, it's, it's just really cool to be a part of this community and, and to be able to r rise up together and yeah. help other people. Like we have people that are reaching up for help and right. we have people that are reaching down to pull right. them up right. Right. and right. everybody's in a different situation and doing different things. And it's really, it's just kind of really cool to see. I mean, your story is so interesting and exciting for me. And every time I hear, so everybody's a little bit different, right? They come right. from a different place. They, we, we have people that are completely introverted that are blowing it out of the water. We have right. people that are great salespeople that are blowing it out of the water. We have all these different like cultures, communities, religion, right. races, and coming together to just learn how to build a business. You know? yeah. Yeah. And seeing everybody succeed is one, one of the things that I'm extremely passionate about. I yeah. absolutely love seeing, like, I love talking to you and listening yeah. to your story and hearing that journey and where you are just takes me back to that, that place in that conference room with those seven people. And it right. just brings me back to that moment where I'm like, yeah. this is, this is just such a shift in my mind and a turning point. In, right. And now I want to help other people build and grow their businesses. And I'm sure you do too. Right. I mean, you're mentoring people locally yeah. and stuff. So yeah, it's just yeah. so cool that you get so much from, other people you want to just give back. And I think that's where it's, it's centered and focused on. So, yeah, again, I mean, it's it come, like, I remember even very beginning of the year and my mindset is like, okay, everything is for me. I don't want to do these stuff. So I hired, hired an operation manager, you know, like three years ago. It's like, Hey, you go take care of all these things. So I don't really have to do it. You're getting paid mm -hmm. good money. So money's okay. You do all these things, right. I'm just going to do what I like to do. And, mm -hmm. uh, 
from that perspective of having, okay, everything, the business bottom line is basically business here to make my life comfortable and make me, you know, this is, this is my business to the point where I started shifting my mindset after I joined our group where, you know, this business, I don't want it to be like a reservoir for me, but I want it, I want it to be actually like really awesome conduit for the, for the people who come in to this business. So they are blessed with their life and in their family, they grow and maximize their potential. And I, I, I want to learn, I want to know how I could actually make you more successful in your job, you more fulfilled doing what you like to do, see, and then kind of lead them to see if they're kind of lined up, you know, if they're in the right seat with their, mm-hmm. you know, right capabilities and things like that. And I think that, I mean, all those things kind of came together and that's why it makes me so excited. And, and those things came to me and I started to change my thinking that way because of, because of like all these people around me started talking like that, you know? So it was kind of like, wow, what a, what a huge blessing. You know, it's not like I have to go around and, you know, like figure out. And that's the thing that's missing is when people look around, they don't, they don't see these things happening. They don't see people who think this way that much, you know, maybe one or two, maybe. But when you start to see so many, you're like, oh, okay. And it starts to change you, you know? So yeah. that's, that's my story. I'm sticking yeah. to it. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, I love your story and I could hear it over and over again. And um, I mean, I, I remember our first phone call. I remember exactly where I was. I remember exactly how long the conversation was and I was just so moved by it. It was just such a cool, um, cool story that I wanted to make sure that other people heard it too, because I think, you know, everybody's got something different. Like we have challenges, we have things that motivate us. We have, um, so if, if somebody, there's going to be, you know, of our listeners or the people that are going to watch this video, somebody's going to be going to relate to that, you know, somebody is going to, they're going to be in that same situation. And if you can do it, they can do it, you know, and, and it doesn't matter if they haven't done any deals, if they're doing hundreds of deals already. Like the cool thing is in this organization, I think is we have something for everyone. You know, we have a place for you and we're going to put you where you belong to. Like if you don't qualify, that's okay. We're not, we're not just going to put you somewhere because it's a lot more money. Right. So I, I, I've been talking on the phone with a lot of people this month and I really love this organization and to be part of it, to just say, Hey, I don't think you're ready for that. Like, I think you should be in one of these other groups, these other coaching programs, because it's a lot, you know, less expensive. It's really where you fit, build some experience, get some knowledge, um, you know, try it. And then, and then come on up to one of our higher level mastermind groups when you're ready. And it's a totally different mindset shift than most of these other uh, organizations or um, franchises, or I'm not going to name any names, but uh, if you have money, I'll take it. Right. So really cool to see how we're growing together. We're building this kind of community. Um, and, and it's also great to see like the seven figure members helping the six figure members and the house formula members and stuff like that too. Um, it's just, you know, it's a great group of people. It's like a, it's like the most successful uh, national RIA, right? Of, yeah, of people. So, you know, one thing that kind of, so I didn't know before I joined that there were, I mean, I heard people talking about masterminds and I was looking for like mastermind and I didn't know mastermind was kind of like this, like big, you know, I thought mastermind, you get a small group of people and you get together. And since then I've kind of started to notice other mastermind groups 
when I, one thing I appreciate about our group is there's something kind of like organically that's grown in terms of like quality of people that are in it, you know, and that's something, it's not something that you could actually design or fabricate. I don't think it's, um, I think that's a like big blessing to the group. You know, there's a favor there in terms of like people who, I think people sometimes disqualify themselves if they don't see what, what they see in the group. They come to Flebeck and Live or whatever, and they start talking to some people. They start to feel the vibe, right? It's very family-oriented. And there's, like, kind of higher values or, or you know, and people who are very giving and people who really care, very down-to-earth and, you know, uh, you know, a lot of faith and things like that. And, then, you know, I think it's just people that's just kind of like, okay, I don't really fit in this group. They disqualify themselves. Yep. And then those people who feel that affinity, they automatically, so it's like a like, kind of like, you know, people attract the like-minded people type of thing. Yeah. And, and then I could see this sort of this critical mass and the momentum that's happening, which is really exciting for me to kind of sit back and see, you know, and just mm-hmm. be part of it. So, I, I, yeah, I'm really excited for our whole group and see what kind of impact, you know, that uh, we could all make together. And it's not just, I don't think it's just about, like, again, for me, it wasn't just about, yeah, I'm going to be the best flipper uh, and the wholesaler by knowing the, you know, how to run the business, but it's literally kind of inherently just changing me from the inside, you know, as a person. Yeah. So I want to see that with others. This group, and I said it on stage at Flipbacking Live, I mean, it's making me a better business owner. It's making me a better man, better father, better husband, a a better follower of God. I mean, it is really making me um, think about everything in my life and just yeah. a better person. And I love being a part of it. And when we, you know, people like you come into the group, I mean, it just shines a new light on the organization and makes me just so proud to be part of it, especially, you know, talking to you on the phone on the first call of checking us out all the way to now, you know, being able to interview you and spending time with you and going snowboarding with you in February, which I'm so excited about. Um, So I can't wait to, um, you know, hit the half pipe with you hard. So uh, Okay. I'll bring my GoPro. Okay. Okay. All right. You can film me uh, breaking my leg. So, um, but I mean, it's, it's really cool to see, and you're right, the community, the culture, what's happening here. It's, it's not by accident. I mean, this stuff is, uh, you know, we have, um, it's, it's, it's rolling and I, I love it. And, um, you know, I'm so excited for all the people that come to be a part of it. So, um, well, Will, um, I've got to go pick up my son. So, right. uh, it's dark here in Tennessee. It's probably like beautiful in California and San Diego where I, I should be. Um, but I, I'm so glad that you spent the hour with me. It was really nice talking with you as always. And, um, I'll see you in February on the slopes, yeah, right? Definitely. Right. You're kind on it. Thanks, Bill. I can't wait, man. All right. I'll see you later. All right. Have a good evening. Bye. All right, guys. Well, I hope you enjoyed that interview as as much as I did. Like I mentioned before, Will is just an incredible person with an incredible story. And just to think about where he's come from and what he's done and what he's accomplished just gives so much perspective. I mean, you have an individual who coming from another country with his mom and her situation and his family and their situation and then they came over and like what he was able to accomplish going from living in a one room uh, apartment that they could barely afford to now running an incredible business and inspiring others. And I've had a chance to meet 
Will's uh, kids, and they're just amazing, incredible people. And I love how Will talked about it's about growth, right? Like we we get into this business wanting like to have money and comfort and all these things, and those things are great. But the most important thing is is the growth and the the ability that we have to bless the lives of others, which I believe in return blesses our lives. So thank you so much, Will. Thank you, Bill, uh, for for that incredible interview and for touching us all. Um, other than that, guys, hope you're inspired. Get out there, take action, finish the year strong. Take some time off for the holidays. Spend time with your family, the loved ones, the reason why we do all of this. Um, But other than that, keep cranking. And let's make finish off this year strong and make 2019 the best year ever. Um, And love you all. And hope you have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, I'm sure we'll publish another podcast before the New Year. Uh, But just just hope you guys are are doing awesome. I, I know I don't get to talk to you guys as much as I would like in person. But this is kind of my way to reach out and let you know that whether we've met in person or talked in person, know that you have touched my life um, and and Bill's life and, and Will's life and all the other people in this community. It's just an incredible culture like these guys talked about. And I just feel so blessed and just want to make sure that I convey that to you guys, especially during this time of year. So, all right, guys, that's it. Have a great week. And we will talk to you next time on the House of Being HQ podcast. This has been the House Flipping HQ podcast. Your your ultimate house flipping resource for intelligent real estate investing and financial freedom. Check out amazing tutorials, blogs, how-tos, and other inspiring podcasts with house flipping experts at houseflippinghq.com. Houseflippinghq.com.